It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Landon McCool, and we are Locked On Cowboys, your first listen every single day. We're going to dive into the All-22 film from the Cowboys' Week 9 loss against the Broncos to see if the Cowboys have been figured out, according to Vic Fangio. Um, Landon, how much fun was it to watch this All-22 film, by the way? I think uh, at some point you referred to, uh, you, you compared it to a dentist office visit, which I think is a, a rather appropriate, if, uh, if I'm being honest. Like you, ha- you know you have to do it. You don't want to, but it's gonna, you're going to... Just kind of got to take that drill to the tooth. It's uh, <laughs> got to get that root out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, and honestly, like, you know, much like the dentist office, uh, when you get home and it's all said and done, it, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I, I think, you know, the anticipation of it was worse. I, I, we got to drop this analogy, but start talking about the actual film. But I think, you know, look, it was ugly. I knew it was going to be ugly, but I, I did feel better about it after having watched it right where i felt like okay this is a lot of correctable mistakes this is a lot of just kind of undisciplined play uh you know just sort of stuff that felt lazy as opposed to uh like a fundamental flaw with this team that sort of thing so um you know i feel like i feel like having watched the the tape that uh, there was a lot of good coaching points for this uh, for this coaching staff to mm-hmm. work on, uh, but not like you know so much a uh, a fatal flaw, uh, or yeah, a fatal like flaw or anything like yeah. that. It, it just felt like there was a lot of just poor play, uh, you know, guys that were playing through injuries that stuff finally caught up with them. Um, not so much like a, a, a schematic uh, uh, kind of uh, hole that they that they can't. Despite what over. Vic Fangio says, by the way, we are kids or our family show. We're not going to say what I actually think about Vic Fangio. But did you see him complaining? He thought it was disrespectful that the Cowboys went for it on fourth down to start the game. I saw a couple of Broncos players <laughs> talking about that, and it's you like, guys, guys we're we're playing football. Here, yeah. I mean, if whatever you guys need to do to fool yourself into thinking this is some kind of slight to play better, that's fine. Uh, you guys won. I mean, I, that should be enough, right? I, I don't know, like. Going for it on fourth down, especially what weren't they both like fourth and two and under? Yeah, they, they were fourth and short. See, it wasn't like it was a fourth go, and go away. You won the game. Go yeah, away. Go like, away. Just, just, uh, look, you weren't. You're not going to be coaching there much longer anyway. So you're you're you're, 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 you're you got about eight you know, games left, right? 
<laughs> you have plenty of time to complain about that when you're a defensive coordinator for the Redskins or yeah, yeah. Jacksonville or whomever. So uh, uh, yeah, you can get all the way out of here. All right, let's talk about <laughs> the uh, the all twenty two stuff. So uh, I actually want to talk about the defense before we talk about the mm-hmm. offense because I think I have more questions about the defense than I do the offense, and we'll get to them in a second. I, I want to start with a couple guys that I just don't think play well. We for, first start with. This is a game that the Cowboys really missed Demarcus Lawrence, right? Yeah. The defensive yep. ends did not play particularly well, and that's why the Broncos gashed them. I thought Chauncey Golston, I mean, I don't know your thoughts, but I think Chauncey Golston had easily the worst game of his career, did not hold up well in the run game, did not really offer any kind of pass rush. And this is a little bit of the fear when you, you ignore, you know, some veteran pass rushers are out there because you like your young guys. Games like this can pop up. And it did for Chauncey Golston. Yeah, I mean, I definitely was his worst game, and I definitely felt like he played as bad as anybody on that defense. Um, you know, but he certainly wasn't alone. I mean, no, it was no. he, yeah, you know, he specifically, like it just felt like was a microcosm. You know, he was yeah. trying to jump inside on blocks and getting trapped inside and losing contain, uh, you know, just being kind of put on the ground, blown off the ball, uh, unable to maintain uh, uh, his feet when he gets kind of sideswiped by a guard while he's engaged with the tackle. Uh, I mean, it just felt like everything was going wrong specifically for Golson. But, I mean, again, yeah. it's just kind of a microcosm. You even saw him drop into a fire zone and give up a pass. And, like, you know, it's, it's it was just – it was yep. it was a rough day. You know, honestly, I, I feel like that whole level of contributor that we usually get pretty decent production from – um, you know, they, they really in general had rough games. I mean, whether it's, it's Golson or, or Basham or, uh, Armstrong, but uh, and also, you know, also we need to talk about the defensive tackles because I think the defensive Justin tackles Hamilton in general, well. yep. Hamilton and Bohana, like, I think here's the issue. If, if we're going to, if there is like a, not a fatal flaw, but an issue that the Cowboys have that isn't necessarily going to have a solution right away, it's that you've got two big interior defensive tackles who are really better as penetrators you know i mean they're really kind of almost better just trying to get through the line and disrupt as opposed to keeping your linebackers clean and that's why they miss urban a little bit i think yeah i think so too and and that's why uh you know i think you saw a lot of problems with the linebackers on the second levels because you saw a lot of guards and, and, and 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 offensive linemen living on the second level with the linebackers and just their inability to get off those blocks and it's just it kind of started to compound for the Cowboys. Yep. I mean, you know, look, they were jumping out of gaps. They were missing tackles. They were falling down. They were – it was – it just felt like it was sloppy and out of control at different points. And, and it wasn't just, you know, goal center or just the defensive ends. Uh, it, it was, you know, the linebackers as well. Even though Parsons had a great game, he had, like, at least, like I said, three or four missed tackles after watching the game. Yep. Uh, and, and same thing happened with Leighton Vanderesh, where where he made made a good play here, made a tackle for loss. Uh, then he can't sort through the trash, uh, in, you know, in kind of a clear-out route, and he they leave uh, an orbital, you know, uh, uh, uh route out wide open in the in the flat which should have been like a three or four yard gain and then now suddenly it's turned into a 20 yard gain because yep. no one went out there it's it's just stupid mental errors and just not kind of being sharp the way that they needed to be i want to actually talk about van Der Esch and parsons because i don't think van Der Esch played as bad as what maybe maybe some people thought uh 
uh, roller coaster. Just yeah, like you know, it was just like it was really good play followed by a really bad play, and I think both of yeah. them played like that from from my view. They did. Keanu Neal did not play well. He, of the three linebackers, no. he was the worst of the three. And ben, hoping this transition to linebacker would be a little bit better, but it's he's he's really struggled so far this season. Yeah, I mean, I think he's struggling with his with his keys. You yeah. know, like I mean, I think John Oni posted a, a video of, if I'm not mistaken, of him uh, dropping into coverage when it was clearly, you know, obviously a run play. Yeah. Um, and, and just it just felt like there was, and that wasn't the only time too. I, I think there was another two or three times when I saw where the run to his was to his side, and he just hesitated to pull the trigger and come yeah. downhill and make the tackle. And and because he did, he ended up getting blocked, and 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 you know the the running back put his foot in the ground and got north and south and was able to get. 10 or 12 yards before anyone uh, kind of ever even touched him. And and that brings up another thing too, is, I mean, how many times did we see in this game where somebody got contact on, on the ball carrier, uh, but it took down. two or three more guys to yep. bring him down. Like that's, we just can't have that. You know? and we, like, we didn't see that much early in the season. Like the, I would say like the stopping power of the linebackers was much, much better. This game, they were just driving forward, getting two, three, four yards. My goodness, on the one play that Javante Williams had, he almost scored on yeah. it. Like if, yeah, if there wasn't somebody would've. there to trip him up, he, he would have broken all those tackles and scored. It was just – that was the biggest thing for me. The biggest key in this game was the tackling, and it just was not good at all. I don't know if it was because of the emotional win on Sunday Night Football, whether it's because of a noon kickoff. I don't know. It was just bad all the way around. Um, I want to keep talking about the defense, Landon. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. I will also say... Coconut brownie chunk released last night, only for the next couple of days. Go ahead and get your orders. Make sure you use Locked, Locked 15 for 15% off. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's continue to talk about the defense in the secondary. Trevon Dix, after rewatching this game, I actually feel better about his performance because I don't yeah. think he's healthy still. I think that ankle is bothering him. Uh, mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem like he has the same quickness and speed that he did early on in the season. I don't know if it's going to continue to linger or whatever, um, but it's for me, I think it's pretty clear he's not healthy. Yeah, I mean, I think he – he actually, I felt looked a little looked more hurt last week, and I was hoping that he would uh, heal up a little bit. And I think maybe he did, but but it it, it still is clearly bothering him. Yeah. Um, and then you know, that was clearly a push off by <laughs> Tim, Tim Patterson, right? Like he, I, he, I, I don't know how this happened, but normally 
when you are a guy that gets seven interceptions, you start to get the benefit of the doubt, right? Like you end up getting the superstar status of a cornerback. It's actually been the opposite for Diggs. Referees are targeting him because even the pass interference that he had in the end zone, while I won't uh, disagree yeah. that it's pass interference, you'll see that play 15 times on a Sunday and they won't call it. They said that's just playing well, through contact and stuff, right? You you saw you saw that play fifteen times with the with Denver defensive backs on top of 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 Cowboys oh, yeah. wide receivers. I mean Dalton Schultz had exactly what what Trayvon Diggs did happen to him like yes. four times and they didn't call it. Um, so yeah, I, I think and I I think you and I talked about this you know on Twitter a little bit in the DMs was that it, it's I yeah, I agree it's not that I I have a problem that that was called pass interference. My problem is that they called that pass interference, but they didn't call like four or five other yeah. things that were almost exactly the same play. And the other thing too about that call that I, that bothers me a little bit is if you go back and, and I know the refs don't have this ability and no one's going yeah. back to watch replay, but if you go back and watch, like Trayvon is breaking on the ball before the wide receiver is. Right. So at what point are they both going for the football that's available to them? You know, and, and so. I don't know. I, I think I understand it because there's contact at the top of the route. I get that. Uh, but I, I think you, you got to call it balanced. If, yeah. if you're, if you're going to call yeah. that, you got to call it that way across the board and not let, not allow Denver's DBs to just play and and, and not, you know, get called for the almost the exact same kind of thing. Um, let's do some, some good all 22 things. I actually thought Donovan yeah. Wilson had a nice game. I think of all the defensive backs, he probably had the best day. I think we need to get back to a point where he's seeing a majority of the snaps at safety. I don't know if it's because they just like to use the rotation or they're kind of working him in, but I think it's pretty clear he's still the best safety that they have. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, especially in some of that stuff where they're trying to run, like, you know, one of the things that Denver did really well to take advantage of Dallas was just running a lot of these deep over routes, you know, yep. across the field. Uh, and, you know, one of, that was where I really started to see uh, it felt like Trayvon kind of couldn't get that extra gear to get across the field at times when he was kind of in yep. the slot trying to trying to chase that down. Wilson did it. And I think, yeah, well, that was, that was actually what I was going to get at yeah. was that Wilson was the only one who I saw successfully kind of cover that route from the slot as at the safety position. So, uh, yeah, it's starting to feel like he's getting healthier each week uh, and his play is increasing a little bit more. Um, you know, I think that the Cowboys still need to, you know, use him because he has a skill set that the Cowboys you know, are needing. Yeah, he's a playmaker and he can be physical. Uh, I, I just think that, you know, if they need to find, they need to be putting him on the field a little bit more, just kind of uptick his snaps because he can do things when he's on the field. And I thought that this was the first game since he's been back where it started. Okay, that's the Donovan yeah. Wilson we're, we're used to, you know. So let's just go over the snaps really quickly for the safeties. 34 for, excuse me, 33 for Malik Cooker, 35 for Donovan Wilson, 43 for Casey, 78 for Javon Curse. Yeah, Curse is playing. I mean, <sighs> Curse is getting more snaps because Curse is playing more than safety. You know, he's yeah, playing he's really kind playing of like a, a dime linebacker almost. For yeah, exactly. So, yeah. uh, I I actually like the rotation on the on the other the rest of them. Uh, I thought Hooker I would just bump up too. Wilson snaps a little bit. I think he Maybe. deserves to play 40, 45 snaps a game. I I think that I think Hooker has deserved. A, a, yeah, Hooker a, played. A bump Hooker was Hooker not bad. Really game. well. Yeah, if they uh you know, 
I mean, again, just call it even the t- the Teddy Bridgewater reach over the goal line touchdown, which to me <laughs> looked almost exactly like what Dak did when they called uh, a fumble on on the reach over. Uh, you know, I, I felt like that was really instinctual play by Hooker uh, to get that fumble that they decided was a touchdown. Uh, and the, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's stuff like that. It, it, a couple of tackles in the hole there, he came down really well, and just I yeah. thought he's just been playing a lot better football too. So yeah, there is some bright spots with the safeties. Uh, but you know, obviously uh, that was kind of, after <laughs> kind of the damage. it already right? been done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to move on to the offense, but any final thoughts on the defense before we move on? Just a no good, very bad day from, the, from that. Unit, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, just sloppy, you know, just unable to get off blocks, uh, uh, unable to assist teammates to help them, you know, stay clean, uh, jumping out of gaps, you know, fall just on the ground too much playing out of control. Just not crisp. There were just too many times when, uh, the guy that was supposed to be making the tackle was on his knees or was falling down as he's making the tackle and just, you know, losing their footage and that sort of thing. And, Jordan and, Lewis could have had multiple interceptions in this game if he didn't fall, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, and Jordan Lewis had some good play, snaps too, but it just was a level, you know, the real thing, I, I, I think I wrote this in my notes too, is that especially early on, it just felt like the defense couldn't string together three good plays in order to get Denver off the field. You know, it's like they, they, it's like two steps forward, one step back, one step forward, two steps back, right? Like they just, mm-hmm. uh, they, they make a tackle for loss. I actually have a stat that real quick I have to pull yeah. up because I, I actually had to go up and, and count it. But uh, let's see where it is. Denver. Um, oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. It's, it's on the offensive side. I'll bring it up on the offensive side because okay, I felt like go. it was a setback. How's that I think, for a tease for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk, let's talk some offense. Yeah. Yeah. Let's sure. talk about the offense uh, quickly before we do that. Get Upside. If you're going to want to save some money on your gas, download the Get Upside app right now. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every single gallon, every single time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Lanham. Cowboys offense. A lot of drops, a lot of missed throws, a lot of bad blocking. But I don't think their offense was solved in a week. What are your thoughts? No, and and look, I, I also think we need to you know mention that Dak Prescott clearly had a bad game, and 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 the thing about Dak's bad game is that it's the same, it's the stuff that we've seen before when he has bad games. When when he when Dak makes bad throws, his feet are are bad, mm-hmm. you know his 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 feet aren't pointing the right direction. He doesn't have them set correctly. Uh, there's usually a, a number of things that that are there there, but they're all pretty consistent. That's what I saw is yep. on the throws that he missed. You know, his feet weren't set correctly. He was just sloppy with his footwork and it caused the ball to either sail or in a couple instances, like Cedric Wilson's, you know, I think third down pass, it skipped, uh, skipped to him. So, 
Uh, I, and I and listen, I'm gonna. <laughs> I said this to you, and I think you know other people may disagree, and it's it's gonna be a talking point all season. I'm glad they kept Dak in that game because as you watch the game, Dak I'm glad now that I know he didn't get hurt. <laughs> that's that's part yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Well, now but that we I know mean, he didn't get hurt, right? Uh, yeah, I know, but ultimately we're trying to win these games, yeah. and not that we were gonna win that game, but you know, like the more snaps against live action. Dak is, needs to be back in midseason, you know, form. Yeah. And 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 getting to play snaps in a game at, at that speed is good for him. And, and, and to me, I saw a guy who improved and kind of got back, you know, his rhythm as the game went on. And I think that's important. That's really important. So ha- having that going into next week, I think gives him a level of confidence that okay, we can get this ship uh, sorted. I can get back into a, a normal week of practice and, and we'll, we'll be playing back to the way we're used to playing. Um, I will, can I mention something real quick that this, cause I do think this was fascinating. You even brought it up, you know uh, some of the second down runs and, and, hmm. and, and, and the problems, you know, running on second and 10. And I, actually I think our friend, again, John owning mentioned uh, you know, some stats about second down um, inefficiencies, which absolutely were true. Uh, I, I actually think there was a correlation and, and I wasn't sure and I'm still going to have John check on it, but I did want to go back and check and see how much of that was related to uh, uh, lack of success on first down. Now, now let me be clear when I, when I give you the stat, this, this is about completion percentages on first down. I am not at all 100% arguing against throwing on first down. I think you should be throwing on first down yeah. most of the time. I'm just pointing out the issues in this game. The Cowboys on first down, not including two minute. I took those out. Uh, tried t- had 10 attempts uh, on first down, and they were four for 10 for 36 total yards, and that includes a sack in there. And honestly, I think that really kind of spoke to a lot of the issues mm-hmm. with the Cowboys offense. They were out of sync, uh, and then when they tried to be aggressive by, you know, previously this team has done a really good job of not even getting in third downs. And a lot of that has to do with their success on first and second downs. That lack of success and lack of ability to throw the uh, the ball well on first down continually put the Cowboys behind the chains in this game and and made their jobs even more difficult. You know, when you're first when you're first and ten and you have an incompletion, you know, you kind of feel like you want to run the ball somewhere in there. Uh, and and if you don't do it on second down, you, you know you kind of having to go either three passes and out, or you know hope for the hope for the best. That you get an opportunity on after second down to kind of run for a first down on third. You know the Cowboys kind of just were out of sync with an inability to kind of complete a pass, getting behind the chains. You know problems with the offensive line at different points blocking. It just felt disjointed. And then ultimately, you know, especially near the end of the second half, uh, first half, and then the beginning of the third, Dak and this whole offense was pressing entirely too much to try to score 21 points on one play. Um, so that's that was, I felt like was a large portion of what we saw, especially early in the first half with, with this. Yeah. Offense. So to your point, I just looked this up <clears throat> as you were talking from weeks one through seven. Dak averaged 8.9 yards of attempt on first down. That's first in the league. He averaged four yards of attempt on first yeah. down in this game. It's a noticeable difference, right? Like the Cowboys are a team that have to win on first down in order to be good on offense. And they usually are. They were just bad in this game. And when you're bad on first down, it's going to put you in a hole. And then they didn't run the ball particularly well. Second down, which set up third downs. And we've had that's when we saw the drops, right? Amari had a drop, CD had a drop, an overthrow to CD. Uh, 
It happens. It's just it was just one of those games where the offense was just completely out of sync. Uh, want to talk about the offensive line? Terrence Steele did not play well at left tackle. How do you think Lyle Collins played in his first game back at right tackle? I think he played okay. I mean, he he gave up a, a pressure or two, but I definitely feel like he was one of the better offensive linemen on the field uh, uh, on Sunday. You know, I think a lot of what we what we were seeing too is just. Uh, a, a lot of, of early early down pressures by Denver, right? They weren't afraid to blitz on first and, and second down, uh, and it felt like the uh, the Cowboys were surprised by a lot of that, or, or at least they, they just didn't have the answers readily available. I, I, I just, you know, I think the, the the line itself blocked okay. I think Steele was definitely the exception to that rule. I mean, he, he clearly was not comfortable, struggled, had struggled against, uh, man, Cooper. Was it Jonathan Cooper? Or Jonathan who, Cooper, seventh-round pick from from Ohio State. Yep. I mean, he just ate him up at different points. And and just, uh, you know, I, I just felt like the, the Cowboys, you know, had the, the, the right calls protection-wise. Uh, at many times and then they couldn't just execute the blocks and and mm-hmm. you know sometimes uh Dak was escaping out of pocket for pressure you know for pressure that wasn't there but but there was also many many times when it felt like you know he was throwing from a pocket that was collapsing all over where he's throwing falling down that one throw I have to I have to point it out just to kind of that the, the throw that made me feel like okay Dak just had a bad day Dak is still Dak uh was was <laughs> when I think it was like third and two uh, early in the first quarter or something. And it was the throw to Cooper where Mm -hmm. he, where he pumped and then pulled it back. And then like almost all arm just kind of winged it like 15 yards out perfectly to Cooper. It was really impressive. You know, so, so Dak was, you know, operating in the pocket, you know, seemingly pretty well. I just think that there were times when the, when the pressure was when the, the pocket was collapsing, when the when the pressure was getting tight, that he had some unforced errors with his footwork, and that was causing problems throwing the football. And what's so frustrating is on some of those unforced errors, like on the play to Cedric Wilson, where he just kind of bounced it to him. There's a chance Cedric scores on that play. Oh if not, gosh. they're inside the ten yard line, right? Yeah. And man, you just wonder how different the game is if you know he he picks up that first down because now. I'm assuming they score a touchdown. Now it's seven nothing, and your defense just got to stop. And yeah. it's just one of those games where one play, one throw can change the entire momentum of how a game goes. So I'm not overly concerned. Now, if we see this start to trend into next week and against Atlanta and they start to look sloppy and that kind of stuff, then I'll start to get worried. But I just think such a fluky game. It just seemed like it was it was so odd. Like we said, they have one of the best defensive backfields in football. They have one of the best defensive minds in football as far as dry, drawing up scheme, drawing up you know coverages, and and how they pair well with with the uh, the defensive line and, and what they're doing. Uh, you know, if if this is a blueprint, have have a fantastic defensive back core and have the Cowboys drop I don't know six plus passes probably. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, I mean good luck bring it bring it back and let's see if it happens again i just i have a hard time believing that you know pollard cooper schultz uh lamb are all gonna drop key key converting passes all in one game every game it's like i would agree it's tough to to, to Uh, see that as a trend want to circle really quickly back to Lyle Collins. I thought he was 
pretty good in this game. It, definitely a little bit of rust from not playing yeah. that spot, you know, for what, two months. Um, yeah. I really don't see a reason why they should go back to Terrence Steele at right tackle. No. I, I mean, I think we're probably over the hey, we're mad at you stage, right? Like it's been like, listen, he didn't get his job back the first week that he returned from suspension. That's fine. Steele played. Okay. Um, I think it's just time to go back to Lyle. He's, he just let, he lets you do so much more on offense. They did what they could do to teach him a lesson. You know, it seems like just, he got it right. Cause he, yeah, hope- it seemed like he, even when he came back, the attitude wasn't, Hey, I should be starting. It was, I'm going to do whatever I can to help the team. Whether that's play fullback, whether that's backup at left guard, take snaps at left tackle. It seems like he got the message. I would think. And that's not surprising. Just knowing Lael. I mean, I think Lael is, uh, you know, maybe a little immature or mm-hmm. maybe he has problems with, but I don't think he's things. a bad teammate. No, no, exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I think yeah. he's a good teammate and I think he wants to do what's good for the team. And I think he wants to be a team player. Uh, he made a mistake. He compounded his mistake with another mistake. Uh, and I think that's certainly something that he needs to learn from. and certainly something that he should be yeah. punished for. But I also think that this is not a guy who is, you know, this is a guy who will take that to heart. You know, just knowing who he is, he loves Dak and he loves the team, and, and I think he's going to do what he can to correct those mistakes. I, I agree. Um, I, I we didn't even mention Landon. This is uh, Odell Beckham waiver day. We should have had a, a long discussion about that. Do you want to do that now? We can real quick if you want yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, are the Cowboys going to claim Odell? No. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching the Lockdown Cowboys podcast and listening to us every single day. That that's about as much as we needed to talk about it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, sure. I, I hope somebody in the NFC claims them. Let me just say that. I, I hope yeah. they do. They can uh, ruin that locker room too. Yeah, please. He is Landon McCool. I am Marcus Mosier. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us uh, wherever you get your podcast. Continue to check us out on YouTube. We will be back on Wednesday to answer your Twitter questions. So make sure you guys get those in. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.